Hey, Cross Trainers, Donnie P coming at you Sunday, October 9th. Uh, beautiful day here. Again, a little bit overcast, but it's no big deal um, in Australia on the Gold Coast. And uh, here we are again. So um, I'm really pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. I've, I've just, yeah, God has just been doing a work on me about the power of words. So I want to share a lot of that with you because um, as an unbeliever, uh, when I was, you know, doing my own thing and going off and not wanting to know God and not wanting to obey him in particular, um, I had a pretty foul mouth. And uh, I must admit, uh, dare I say it, I'm just being transparent. Sometimes uh, I drop a few um, expletives that I shouldn't, you know. Um, so I'm working on that, but I'm I'm way better than I ever was. Um I've left the left the station, so to speak. But um, yeah, that's that's something I need to work on. But not not just that. I just need to work on every aspect of my words because what I speak is what I will end up receiving, and that can be scary in some ways. So I'd encourage you to be transparent as well and uh, be very mindful of what comes out of your mouth. Um, I'm starting to be that way as well because it really is important. It is a matter of life and death. So, um, yeah, that's what the scriptures actually say. Uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. Um, so you can either love life or love death and uh, you can either speak life or speak death and um, whatever seed you put out there is what will germinate and grow. And that's what uh, the... Uh, harvest will be based on the seed that you you plant so yeah it's it's really critical and um, yeah so uh, faith and God's will and speaking the word of God in faith will give you answers uh, that's a really important important point and God is a God of words uh, he spoke and everything came into existence and um also, in another part of Scripture, it says that uh, anything is said, um, any word uh, that is uttered, it will not return to him void. So there's absolute power in words, and uh, there's tremendous power in, in the word of God. And whatever he sends forth out of his mouth, um, it's right and pure and true and holy for a start. But it will uh, basically achieve the task and purpose for whatever he uttered it for. You know, it'll it'll go go out and do whatever he wanted it to do. And we're like him; we're children of God, and so we have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And so we can be like that. Whatever comes out of our mouth um, can give life and can create seeds and will not return void because. If we're speaking the word of God, then we're just uh, amplifying what Jesus did. And um, yeah, we, we're speaking his words, not our words, and uh, they will not return to him void. So if we're speaking his word in context, uh, great things will happen. Um, so let's uh, start off with Matthew 17. We'll just go over there. This is the um, the situation where... Uh, the disciples couldn't cast out a demon um, out of a boy who was demonized. And uh, the father brought the boy to the disciples, but 
then he went to Jesus and said, well, your disciples couldn't do anything. Can you do anything? And, you know, Jesus said, well, bring the boy to me. And um, he commanded the demon to leave, and, and it did. Um, but the reason I'm talking about that is uh, commands are very powerful. Uh, we are kings, priests, and prophets, and uh, we can command hell, and hell must obey. Uh, and I, I want to clear something up too. Uh, verse 21 of Matthew 17 in my Bible, in the Amplified, there is an X there and it says some manuscripts don't even contain that verse. Um, but I'll, I'll just read it. It says, by this kind does not, oh yeah, but this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And, you know, the, the main train of thought or school of thought in the church, the, the greater church up until this point in time has been uh, that that's talking about a type of demon that won't come out unless you pray and fast about it. Well, uh, that is is not true. That's a fallacy because uh, there is no demon in hell that will not obey the name of Jesus when commanded. Um, you know, there aren't ranks of demons that outrank Jesus or anything like that. Uh, Jesus defeated Satan and put him to an open shame at the cross. And we have the same spirit in us that raised Jesus from the dead. Uh, so... There is no demon in hell that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, cannot and will not obey a command uh, from a spirit-filled believer using the name of Christ. So it's not actually referring to uh, casting out demons there. It's talking about this kind of unbelief will not go out except by prayer and fasting. Because if you read this uh, passage in context, it's about... You know, Jesus saying, well, bring the boy to me and, you know, um, you unbelieving, warped, wayward, rebellious and thoroughly perverse generation. How long am I to remain with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring the boy to me. So this is Jesus saying to these guys, well, look, um, I've you've, you've been with me all this time and, and don't you get it yet? What's wrong with you? You know, so Jesus sort of lost it a little bit, uh, righteous anger and Verse 18, it says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was cured instantly. And then verse 19, the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we drive it out? And verse 20, he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is the lack of your firmly relying trust. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you so the reason i'm getting into this is because everything revolves around words you've got to say to the mountain you've got to speak to the mountain um you know it's it's reinforcing the power of words uh our words are extremely powerful um so that was the main uh, thrust of what I wanted to talk about there. So Mark 11, just to back that up, uh, Mark 11, by the way, I'm reading out of the classic Amplified, unless I tell you otherwise. So Mark 11 is the story of the uh, fig tree. Um, you know, Jesus had just uh, gone to the feast, I think it was, and he was walking along and he was hungry. And Verse 13, in a distance or in the distance, he saw a fig tree covered with leaves. He went to see if it could find, oh, if he could find any fruit on it, for 
in the fig tree, the fruit appears at the same time as leaves. But when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the fig season had not yet come. And verse 14, Jesus said to it, No one ever shall eat fruit from you. And his disciples are listening to what he said. So here's Jesus, he's talking to a tree. Someone might think that's pretty whacked and pretty weird, but um, in other other passages it says the, the tree spoke to him. You know, so living things can speak and they can listen. Um, a, a tree is a living thing and Jesus spoke to it and commanded it. And um, in the passage later, uh, verse 21, Peter remembered what Jesus had said the day before and said, Master, look, the fig tree which you doomed is withered away. And Jesus replying to Peter said in verse 22, have faith in God constantly. Verse 23, truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes what he says will take place. It will be done for him. So, you know, Everything in the spirit realm rotates around words, and these two passages prove it. Um, so we can do this too. We can use power and authority that Jesus died to give us, um, you know, to speak to mountains and speak to obstacles and expect them to move. Um, you know, but they won't if we have faith. Uh, if, if we don't have faith, if we're double-minded, as it says in James one. We've got to believe that what we say will happen. Uh, so, you know, Jesus said as well that whatever we ask for in prayer and believe, then it's ours and we'll have it. Uh, so don't be double-minded because being double-minded undermines our faith by our words. So, you know, believe that we've received what we ask for and speak the words of faith. Believe you've received it. Speak faith and cut off all negativity. Um, you know, be careful what, what you agree with and who you agree with and what you actually speak. Uh, you know, so uh, don't expect to receive anything if your words prove that you don't believe. Uh, doubt will die if it's left unexpressed. So um, if we don't speak it, we don't own it. And see, the enemy is always trying to get us to, to speak uh, things that will disempower us or outright trip us up or rip us off. Um, so don't voice doubt, voice faith. The more we speak with faith, the more we'll line up with the word of God. So uh, Proverbs 18.21, uh, that is uh, what I said before, life and death are in the power of the tongue and those that love it will eat its fruit. Uh, but let's go over there. Proverbs 18, verse 21. Yep, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it. Um, that's a really critical scripture, and I'm, I'm only, I don't know, maybe I'm slow or something, but I'm only really now getting the point of the power of words. So words are either poison or fruit, and we get the choice to decide which they'll be in our lives. So life and death are truly in the power of the tongue, and uh, we will get what we say. So we've got to decide whether we're in or whether we're out, whether we're out, whether we believe what God says about us or not. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, there, there is no middle ground. Um, you know, so 
if you've got an obstacle or a barrier or the enemy's attacking you or whatever, um, and you're praying for something and believing for something, then after you've been to church and had someone pray over you or whatever, or someone in your home group or even yourself, you've prayed for it, then if you verbalize something that contradicts that and go, oh, I don't know if that'll happen or speak some other negative thing, then you've just blown up your your miracle and uh, you've sabotaged what was what was uh, being uh, germinated. So we need to speak the word of God. Uh, we, we need to be have our minds and our mouth aligned with the word of God. And Isaiah 57, 18 and 19, I'm going to go over there. Um, Isaiah 57, you'll hear me flicking through the, uh, the manual Bible here, uh, not a device. So Isaiah 57, uh, yeah. Okay, 18 and 19. So this is what the classic Amplified says, verse 18. I have seen his willful ways, but I will heal him. I'll lead him also and will recompense him and restore and comfort him and to those who mourn for him. Verse 19. Peace, peace to him who is far off, both Jew and Gentile, and to him who is near, says the Lord. I create the fruit of his lips and I will heal him, make his lips blossom anew with speech in thankful praise. So verse 19 in particular is absolutely critical and it hit me like a like a freight train. I, I'd never seen this verse before and I never understood it. And, um, you know, God has uh, shown me what it means. So um, it says, this is God speaking. He says, I create the fruit of his lips. So whatever we speak, we're putting seed out and that seed will germinate and grow and God will create whatever that seed is. And so, um, you know, God also says here, I will heal him, make his lips blossom anew with speech in thankful praise. So what I get out of that is that uh, when God heals us, he's healing our lips, uh, he's healing our mouth and our mind. Um, he's getting us to come into alignment with him so that we speak what the Word of God says rather than some carnal thing that will shipwreck us or uh, disempower us or rip us off or whatever. Um, but Jesus, God, is the one who makes our lips blossom anew uh, with speech and thankful praise. So praise, being thankful and praising God is actually incredibly powerful. So if we do that, we speak the word of God and we're praising God for all of his goodness and all of his blessings, then we're going to get the fruit that we, uh, uh, you know, can harvest from the seeds that we uh, planted, the seeds of praise and the seeds of speaking the word of God. It's absolutely imperative that we do that, um, you know, because God will create the fruit of our lips. So if we're saying one thing or, or, or doing one thing and agreeing with one thing, yet saying another that contradicts what we agreed with. In other words, uh, if we're going to church and going, oh yeah, hallelujah and amen and yeah, I, I agree with that and whatever else happens. And then, you know, on the way home, you're, you're disagreeing with it or whatever, or not at home or, or driving or whatever, um, then you're going to get 
bad fruit and um, it'll be created regardless of what you speak. So you've got to speak what's right. And the only way to do that is to know the word of God well enough so that you're speaking something in alignment with the word of God, uh, not something that contradicts the word of God. You know, because Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of our mind and prove to ourselves what is the good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Well, when we're engaged with scripture, that will happen by default, um, you know, because, um, yeah, we'll be able to renew our mind through scripture, through the power of the written and spoken word. Uh, that's what scripture does to us. It's like medicine to the bones, um, you know, but God will create the fruit of our lips. Um, so God will create whatever we speak. So we've got to make sure that whatever we're speaking is going to give um, uh, give us a, a crop that we want rather than one we don't want. So uh, this is actually how we can activate God's miracle power. Um, it's via the words that we speak in our own lives. And um, as I said, I'm only getting the point of this now. It's extremely important. So um, if we're uh, getting destroyed by the enemy in certain areas, it basically means that uh, we don't have knowledge in the area where we're being destroyed because God doesn't want us to be destroyed. He's given us the power to not be destroyed. He went to the cross to ensure that we aren't. But if we choose to be so um, or to wave the white flag by uh, omission or commission, then the enemy is going to run us over. Um, keep, it, keep this in mind. Satan is not fighting God the Father, Jesus of the Holy Spirit. He already lost. He already got thrown out of heaven. He got paraded like a vanquished foe. He is a vanquished foe. He's a spiritual nobody and a spiritual nothing. All he's got is lies, deception, smoke and mirrors. And um, what he does is he tries to implant thoughts into our mind, but we can choose what we will accept uh, in our mind and in our heart, what we'll visualize and what we will allow to germinate in the womb, our spiritual womb, which is our, our spiritual heart. Um, you know, so it really comes down to us. But Hosea 4 verse 6, uh, let's go over there. Um, haven't been there for a while. Uh, Hosea 4 and verse 6, it's a bit after Daniel, if you're wondering. Uh, Hosea 4, verse 6, in the Amplified, classic Amplified. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That says it all. I mean, if, if we don't know how to fight, then we're going to get run over. And as I said, if we're failing in an area or Satan's kicking us or ripping us off in an area, then that means we lack knowledge in that area. So let's ask God to highlight how to get the victory in that area, and then let's run over Satan. Because, uh, yeah, uh, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. So, you know, we, we need to uh, yeah, just be spiritually aware of what Jesus has done for us and the power and authority that he's given us. Uh, we have authority over all sickness, diseases, and demons. Um, and this is why Satan hates the church and why he will tolerate anything and anyone except an on-fire, spirit-filled believer. But he's actually afraid of us because we're the only ones that he has no authority over and we're the ones that can change the course of history 
and we're the ones that can give him a big kicking. Um, when we know who we are in Christ and we aren't afraid of him um, and we are more than ready to engage him, if or where, when he sticks his stupid head up, we'll cut it off and we'll dance on him in victory. And when he knows that, he will run, he will flee. He's, he's, he's a coward. He's, he's a liar. Um, so don't be afraid of him. Uh, just understand how to fight. Um, so yeah, we need to understand this to walk in victory. Um, it comes down to what comes out of our mouths, uh, the fruit of our lips, because as mentioned, God will create and form and fashion the fruit of our lips. So yeah, we need to consistently, continually speak, believe, pray, say, confess and praise the word of God and uh, let that be what comes out of our mouths. And I'm absolutely saying this to myself because I've got a lot of improving to do in that regard. And uh, where I've been kicked around by the enemy, it's been because I haven't employed this. And so I'm speaking to myself, um, you you just happen to be here, uh, but I hope it's doing you as much good as it's doing me because I'm excited about this because I can see how I can get the victory and make big changes in my life. So I hope you're excited as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we, we need to cut off evil, fear-filled, negative words. Uh, and also, uh, Psalm 1, verse 1. See, I've made some mistakes in my life, and one of those has been listening to evil people and getting advice from wicked people um, and acting on that advice. And that's that's just stupid. I, I don't know what I was thinking. It's when I was a lot younger, and it cost me a lot. Um, cost me a real lot. Um, it was it was just ridiculous. But God allowed me to go through that to teach me something. And He's He's a good Father. Um, I wasn't going to go here, but I think God wants me to. So um, listen to this: Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is a man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and purposes nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and mockers gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord, and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God, he habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and by night. He shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in season. Its leaf shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper, and so forth. It goes on. But that's extremely powerful, and I've learnt the hard way from this. I've listened um, you know, to ungodly people. I've followed their advice and their plans and purposes. I've stood around submissive and inactive uh, where they hang around, and I've sat down and listened to them. And um, I've taken their stuff on board. Uh, this is in my younger walk as a as a Christian. It's really stupid. And as I said, it cost me a lot uh, monetarily and in other ways. Um, but I'm here to tell you, don't do what I did. Read, listen to what the Word of God says here, and you'll you'll notice a progression. Um, first, it talks about walking. Then it talks about uh, standing, and then it talks about sitting. 
you know so your your progress is is hobbled it's it's uh diminished and then eventually it's stopped by listening to wicked people and wicked advice but if you're in the word of god if you know who you are in christ then you're not going to get sucked in by that and um it also says the fear of man brings a snare and i, I think you know uh when i was when i didn't really have any self-esteem i was always um seeking um, approval from anyone anywhere at any time and i think that's at the root cause of why i did it uh, because i was just seeking approval from someone um you know because i <laughs> didn't really get it from anywhere else uh when i was a lot younger but now i have the approval of christ and i don't care what anyone else says about me because it doesn't matter uh jesus loves me and went to the cross for me and thinks the world of me and you and so whatever anyone else thinks doesn't matter and shouldn't matter um so yeah learn from this read psalm 1 um and learn from it and don't don't do what i did um so uh just reading my notes okay um yeah so how we activate god's miracle power is via the words that we speak into our our own lives um absolutely true and as mentioned if we're getting run over by the enemy we're lacking knowledge in the area that we're getting run over because there is no part of the blood of christ that will not bring victory into our lives if we believe it and if we line ourselves up with the word of god and if we speak the word of god believe it praise god in it um yeah i mean we will have victory so you know it's 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 up to us uh whether we choose life or, or death uh it's it's really important so yeah don't speak any evil or negative words make up your mind about family health finances and speak what god says or in any other area where you may be struggling speak what the scriptures say regardless of what you see because you know like the, the scriptures talk about uh hoping for things and it also says uh i think that's in romans uh romans 8 around there somewhere around there um we we don't hope for what we already see and we don't have faith in something that we already see i mean uh faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen so you know hoping for something is uh seeing with your your heart in the spirit realm and picturing what god has in store for you and then letting that uh germinate in your heart um and having the eyes of your heart illuminated with the light of god and letting that seed germinate and then uh just consistently dwelling on it dreaming about it speaking about it believing it praising god about it and then that will come forth into reality you'll be able to pull it out of heaven into the into the physical realm and that's how it works um you know so yeah don't speak up uh, yeah don't speak any evil um or negative negative thing that's going to disempower you or shipwreck you um one thing god did in the garden is he took speech away from the serpent when he cursed it um so when demons speak uh they have to flow through a human and that's why they want to hijack humans uh, so they can speak because uh they don't have any authority or right to speak any other way um 
you know, so we've got to be on guard and make sure that we're not giving any place to the enemy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we were created with two eyes, two ears and one mouth, and that should tell us something. We should see and hear twice as much as what we speak. Um, so God created us that way intentionally. And uh, he also made us so that we're the only creation that can speak. Animals can make sounds and stuff and parrots can repeat things, but they they don't know what they're saying. They, they don't have a spirit that uh, can be uh, metacognitive like the spirit in man. Um, you know, so we are unique purpose-built uh, creations. We were made in the image of God and we are the only beings that can speak. And that was absolutely intentional by God. Um, and it should tell us something about our, our destiny. So words can actually change the atmosphere in our life for good or bad. So they're the seed that brings forth fruit. So let's make sure that the fruit that we're getting from our words is good fruit. So let's go to Hebrews 13. Uh, bear with me. Flicking through here. Hebrews, I'm finally there. Hebrews 13, classic amplified again. Hebrews 13, verse 5. It says, Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you, helpless nor forsake you, let you down, relax, hold, uh, yeah, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. I mean, how many times do we need to be told? There's like five or six times that God said he will not do that. So we have to believe him and not listen to the lies of the enemy because the enemy will go, oh, you know, God's dropped you, you're a loser, you're whatever, and, you know, God's dumped you, where's God now, blah, blah, blah. Well, read the word of, of the Lord. God has said over and over that he will never do that. And Matthew twenty eight nineteen uh, and 18, he says he will be with us until the end of the age. So we've, we've got to know the word of God. We've, we've got to uh, praise God in it. We've got to speak it. We've got to believe it. We've got to uh, hang on to it. Um, so let's offer the praise of sacrifice to God, which is the fruit of our lips, giving praise to his name. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, praise God, speak to God, confess to God. That's, uh, that's going to lead to victory. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll short circuit anything the enemy is trying to plant in our mind. And, um, if we're engaged with the word of God, and praying and studying, fasting, meditating, seeking first the kingdom, uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, then the enemy is just going to come up against a brick wall and he's going to nick off and go somewhere else. But we've, we've got to run him over. We've got to go on the um, attack because we believers are the only ones in this earth that have authority over the enemy. And he knows it and we should know it and we should use it. So I don't encourage anyone going looking for the enemy. That's a waste of time because, well, quite frankly, if you walk outside the door, you'll see him anyway. You'll find him or 
you'll see his fingerprints. Um, so yeah, you know, if if you're in this world, living in this world, um, you'll you'll come across enemy uh, situations, and then you can take authority over it. So, as we said, words change the atmosphere of your life for good or bad. Whatever comes out of our mouth is what we can expect in the way of fruit. Um, so. Yeah, praising God is really important, repeating his promises in the word out loud to ourselves, what God says about us and to us is essential. You know, so we've got to pray and not let life hit us up the side of the head. Um, God created us, um, you know, to be in relationship with him. So uh, he will create the fruit of our lips. So life or death again is in the power of our tongue. So we've got to speak to the mountain just as Jesus said and commanded to move, and and it will move. Our God is a voice-activated God. Uh, Jesus is called the Word of God, and His Word, the written Word, is the Word of God. Um, God is very big about words, and so we need to be as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's really important. Um, so speak what God says, uh, not what anyone else says, and Let's uh, have a return to sender policy. I mean, a lot of the young people listening to this have never sent someone a letter and mailed it and put a stamp on it, but I'm in the generation where that stuff happened before the internet. Uh, that was how people communicated. And if you didn't have the correct address on, an, on, on a letter, it'd go to someone's place. And if there are decent humans, they'd send it back uh, as uh, return to sender because on the back of the letter, you'd have your address there. And the post office would know who to send it to. Uh, so let's do that with the enemy. Whatever hell is sending you, it needs to be sent back, uh, marked, returned to sender. Uh, we don't have to put up with the enemy's nonsense. Um, so send it back to the enemy, uh, multiplied back on his head. And he'll get sick of that and he will flee. Um, you know, so it's up to us. Uh, so we can... Uh, you know, take with us the words of the Lord and turn to him. Uh, find scriptures appropriate to the situation and speak them, believe them, and continually watch hell flee and heaven invade. Um, so uh, just remind God what he said. You know, read his scriptures to him and go, God, you said this, you said that, you said the other. Um, not, not that God has forgotten or anything, but um, when we speak the promises of God, uh, great things happen. It's not that we're being belligerent or demanding or whatever, but all we're doing is putting into the spiritual atmosphere the word of God, which will not return to him void. It will bear fruit. And the the junk like fear, anxiety, oppression, uh, being broke, uh, being oppressed, depressed, whatever the garbage is that's on you will lift off you if you do that. Um, so it's really up, up to us and think about the woman with the issue of blood in the New Testament that miracle um, she said to herself and this is critical she said it within herself you know if I can just go and touch the hem of his, his garment I'll be healed but that miracle was voice activated um, you know she she said it internally and then she acted on it and then she got the miracle um, and David, when he was coming up against Goliath, um, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? You know, who's, who's this guy? He's a, he's a spiritual nobody. He's been 
coming against uh, the uh, well, basically the the Church of God, and he's been defaming God. Who 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 is this guy? Uh, why are we putting up with his garbage? And when you read the story, uh, Goliath was uh, going out, uh, standing on the on the the top of the the ridge uh, between. Uh, well, the army of the Philistines was on one ridge. Then there was a valley between them and the army of Israel. And Israel was on the other ridge and the valley was in between them. And every morning and every evening, David, w- oh, sorry, um, Goliath would get out there and utter curses and ridicule, uh, defaming God and trying to put fear and anxiety into the minds of the Israelites. And they, they bought it and, um, they were paralyzed by fear, but David, he'd been actually prepared by God for battle because he killed a bear and a lion when they tried to steal uh, his sheep that he was looking after. So David was already battle uh, tested and, and hardened, and he just turned up to go and give stuff to his brother from, you know, uh, acting on uh, what his dad asked him to do. And when he was there, he heard Goliath shouting all of his ridicule um and defaming god and he just said who's who's this guy what are we listening to this garbage for um and then he he said well look you know let's not put up with this crap for want of a better way to put it he he said i'm going to go out and you know he he said to goliath this day i'm going to cut your head off and we're going to defeat you um you know you you come uh come against me with spears and javelins, but I come in the name of of the Lord. Um, so, yeah, it's really important, you know, coming against um, a Goliath, whatever your giant is, um, speak the word of God, believe the word of God, uh, sing praises and get yourself into the word and get aligned with the word of God and then go and run towards the giant, run it over and uh, get the victory. That's exactly what David did. But his battle all started from his his voice. David said all of those things. You know, he confessed before the armies of Israel what he was going to do. He spoke it, he believed it, and then he acted on it. And that's how and why the victory came. So really important stuff. You know, so we've got to praise God. Um, we've got to speak the word of God. And um, the Syrophoenician woman uh, whose daughter was demonized, didn't give up. She spoke out her miracle. Um, you know, and Jesus said to her, well, you know, um, I didn't come to do business with anyone but the house of Israel. And she, you know, he he, he basically uh, called her a, a dog, which is extremely insulting. But, uh, well, back in the culture, uh, a woman didn't really have much value. And you know, someone that was not an Israelite certainly had no value. So it was a double negative in her situation. Not not that Jesus is some chauvinistic, egomaniac, horrible guy that treated people like rubbish because that's not what he did. Uh, but then in that scenario, she said to him, well, OK, yeah, you've called me a dog, but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall off the table. And Jesus was amazed by uh, what she said because her daughter was demonized and she knew that Jesus could help her and she would not give up. She spoke out the miracle. Um, you know, she said, well, yeah, even even the, the, the dogs eat the crumbs off the table. And, and Jesus was absolutely amazed. And uh, 
as a result of her, her faith and persistence, uh, Jesus set her daughter free at that point in time. Um, so, yeah, everything is voice activated. Um, you know, the enemy tries to hijack people to use their voice, and uh, God also flows through people and uses our voices. Um, so he can bring healing, peace, joy, forgiveness, salvation, success, deliverance, sozo, uh, being set free, made whole. Um, yeah, so uh, what I'd say to you is don't kill your harvest by agreeing with hell or wicked words or wicked people. Uh, read Psalm 1 and make sure you don't do that like I did. Get a different result. Don't stand around, um, walk with or sit down with wicked people. Don't listen to them. Don't take their advice. Take advice from the Word of God. You know, because in the Word of God it says, um, in many counsellors there is safety, which implies, well, if you're not getting counsel on major decisions, you're a bit of a fool anyway. Uh, don't think that you're so smart you can work everything out. Take it to God in prayer. Uh, go to your home group. Go to people that are solid Christians and, you know, get their feedback. Pray about it. Fast about it. Meditate about it. Read the Word of God. Speak the Word of God. Um, you know, James is very big on uh, what the the tongue can do. Uh, James is talking about uh, how the tongue is like a rudder on a, on a huge boat. It'll steer that big boat in the in the, the the direction that it needs to go in. Um, yeah, and it also talks in James three uh, the 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 tongue is a fire. It can burn things down. It can burn marriages down. It can burn finances down. It can burn relationships down. It can burn all sorts of things down. It can burn churches down through division, uh, jealousy, bitterness, whatever. Um, so we've got to make sure that we're using our tongues in the right way. Um, you know, James also says that the uh, the tongue can be full of deadly poison and venom like a snake. You know, so yeah, just just be careful of uh, what's on on your lips and what you're allowing to come out of your mouth. And uh, you know, just stop yourself if you're going to say something negative or uh, something that contradicts the word of God. Uh, stop yourself because. If it's not said, it'll wither up and die. But if it's spoken, you'll own it and you'll you'll eat, eat the fruit of whatever it was that you spoke. So if you did speak something horrible and negative and completely contrary to the word of God, then repent of it immediately and ask God to kill that seed and to destroy that seed and um, to learn from it and to do better and to then speak the word of God and cancel what you said. Um so I'd encourage you to uh, write down the promises of God, uh, whether it's scriptures or whatever, just have a little card you carry around in your pocket and speak them out aloud uh, when you're in the car or you know wherever you may be. Uh, look at it and refresh your mind and get into alignment with God. Um, you know so listen to the Bible when you're in your when you're in your car. Uh, let your mind be washed with the word. Uh, so if you're continually in the atmosphere of the Word of God, then you'll you'll get great results. Um, so I've written some scriptures down here. Uh, Deuteronomy 28.13, New Living Translation, it says, If you listen to these commands of the Lord, your God, that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you, and put your name in there, the head and not the tail, 
and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, put in your name, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, put in your name, and not to harm you, and again put in your name. Plans to give you your name, hope and a future. Um, I mean, this is this is amazing. It's powerful. Uh, Psalm 35.27, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favour my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, uh, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know, so God wants us to be prosperous. Proverbs 10 verse 22, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it, unlike people in the world. Um, you know, often riches can destroy people. Um, Philippians 4.19, New Living Translation, it says this, this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. And I'd encourage you to read all of Romans 8 because there's uh, oh, about five or six different promises in there. Um, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. But no weapon that is formed against you, your name, shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you, your name, in judgment, you your name, shall show to be in the wrong. And what I say to you there is you can't show something to be in the wrong if you don't know the word of God, which is truth, which is right. So you've got to be engaged in the word of God to show something to be in the wrong. So this peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So it's our birthright. It's the, um, the um, well, will and testament that was given to us. Uh, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. Then Isaiah 53, 5. Uh, but he, Jesus, was wounded for our, my, insert your name, transgressions. He was bruised for our, my, insert your name, guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needed to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him and with the stripes that wounded him we you insert your name are healed and made whole this is an ongoing present tense we've got to believe it we've got to speak the word of god we've got to meditate on it to receive it and we've got to stop saying things that contradict that uh, jesus went to the cross for our healing he went there for sozo healing, salvation, deliverance, setting free, making whole. Uh, that's what what he did it for. So if we're doubting that he can heal, then we're undoing our miracle and we're creating fruit that will lead to a harvest of death. So stop doing it. Psalm 37 verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Verse 5, Commit your way to the Lord. Roll... Um, yeah, roll love on him, lean, rely, uh, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Um, so I, I could go on and on there, but you you get the point. So I, I hope this has blessed you. It's blessed me. I'm going to do it because uh, I want my life to improve. And um, I know now that the secret source is speaking the word of God 
and not speaking anything that doesn't agree with the word of God. And if we're are lacking in an area if we uh, if we're not having victory in any area it's because we don't understand what God has said about that area so we need to dive into the word explore the word get our concordances out pick the word to pieces on that topic uh, do a specific word study around that uh, pray about it fast about it meditate about it praise God about it ask for revelation about it and you'll receive your answer and then um, making sure the fruit of your lips is in alignment with God. And I'll tell you what, you will be so victorious. It'll be amazing. Um, so go out there, uh, do that. Um, I look forward to hearing testimonies from you and um, go and walk in victory, the victory that Christ died to give you. Amen.